0: This is Caribbean Power Lunch, where we feature Black-owned businesses. I am your host, Kevin Valley, and I just got back from Washington, D.C. And while I was there, I had my first radio interview. I want to shout out Adrena, Mimi, Barrington, and the guys at WPFW89.3FM timber republic we went round the calabash and we spoke about the origin story of caribbean power lunch we spoke about caribbean heritage month we spoke about competition in the podcast space and how i look at competition so have a listen let me know what you think kevin at caribbeanpowerlunch.com this was a nice free-flowing conversation you know it was different for me because I didn't get to have that whole editing control where I could edit off my stumbles and all of that. So this is as raw as I would ever let you hear me. So enjoy.
1: We are now round the Calabash with Adrena Eiffel and Barrington Salmon and Kevin Valley. And uh, I'm sorry, I'm so wrong. Akila, and Akila, and Akila, I'm sorry, are you Akila Valley too? <laughs> no. no. Okay. So, Akila. Look, trouble now.
2: Akila, <laughs> <laughs> Akila. You, okay well. you have
1: your own name, and you're allowed to you're allowed to correct me. Please correct me because that was so wrong. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> we are around the calabash with Caribbean power lunch. We got t-shirts. We got swag. We got swag. I mean, <laughs> uh, Adrena, you done, you done stepped us up again. Well, you know, it hit people, knowing
2: people and know, in high you places. Know,
1: it is district mango all the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's an inside <laughs> joke.
2: <Okay. laughs> so, well, you know, since it's Caribbean Heritage Month, mm-hmm. we are pleased to have a Caribbean American full- uh, panel today, mm-hmm. we even have visitors from the Caribbean, mm-hmm. almost just off the plane. What, you said you got here when?
0: I got here on Thursday. I actually flew into New Jersey, and we were supposed to, I was supposed to get into D.C. that night on uh, Thursday, but because of weather, they, they grounded us in, in um, Jersey, so I ended up spending essentially weekend there.
2: Huh? Not um, a bad was, place. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, it's <laughs> cool. You know, it's, it's nice and calm. We drove into the city, and it's like, like, I was literally... I was uh, falling asleep on myself in the car in Jersey. By the time we got to New York, I woke up.
2: Ah, well, yes, that is New York. <laughs> that will do. That The dream. largest Caribbean American population is, but DC mm. in New York in New York, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. But DC, we have we have a good. We're in the running. We're, no, the running.
0: I, no, I love DC. I mean, this is my first time. I and I was telling Akilah, I, I got here and I just feeling nice vibe of the of the city. The, the energy It's not as strong as New York, but it's. Easier to take in, you know. <laughs>
2: this is true, this is true. Well, we're honored that this uh, is a premiere. This is your uh, premiere on the DC radio. Yeah, yeah this I is know. my premiere.
0: Yeah, This is my wow. premiere on radio as a whole. Oh gosh, man. <laughs> wow. Mama we're Rich. <laughs> look,
1: look, look, look what you done started uh, what you done started here. <laughs> oh, <Lord>. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so since we're
2: kicking off Caribbean Heritage Month, I wanted to talk a little bit about the history of it. Yes. Um, so, interestingly <laughs> enough, of course, we know that Caribbean people have been living and um, immigrated to the United States since the early 1800s, and even mm-hmm. there's been the migration back since and before.
1: Forth. Yes, since, March. since before. Since we'll, we'll we'll, before. We'll go ahead. We came before Columbus. We know this. This is true.
2: <laughs> um, but we talked about last week, we talked about the migration back and mm-hmm. forth. Exactly. But in terms of recognizing it as a national designated month, I'm happy to report that former President George W. Bush signed that resolution on June 5th, 2006. So we've been celebrating this officially as a designated month.
0: Uh, for thirteen years now. Oh wow! Wow! Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and
1: we that's get the awesome. whole month. I, I, I love. We get a whole month that has like at least thirty days, right? Yeah. Because yeah. I was
0: just about to say because you got the Black History Month, which is February at 20, 29 days.
1: Twenty eight and uh, twenty nine days only every four years. Yeah. twenty one
0: <laughs> yeah. But the thing, <laughs> but the, thing <laughs>
3: the thing is, is that they, you know, the the mantra these days is that I'm Black three sixty five. True. So who yeah. cares about a month?
2: True. <laughs> but you know. We in America like to, you know, highlight things highlight by schedule and make it extra special. At least we don't have Caribbean American, like, you know,
0: A sales. A week. Well we should have sales. No. We should have, have sales, though, because I was trying to buy Black some history? cheese yesterday. and You know,
2: <laughs> you could have put a pull-down your passport, and like, said, can I
1: get the 10% Caribbean-American
2: like, yeah, discount? I'm from the, the
0: Caribbean. hey! Like, <laughs> Give me a little discount. You <laughs>
1: know? Right. Yeah, find street vendor. Right, that's true. <laughs> you're Maybe
2: you're, you're killing me. me. He or she better hooked you up.
1: <laughs> because, of course, that entrepreneurship in the Caribbean
2: mm-hmm. is very strong, and in America, Caribbean-Americans do it. So that leads me to my first question, Kevin. As a super fan of the Caribbean Power Lunch. Everyone really check it out. It's one of the best podcasts ever. It is. Tell us, how did you start this?
0: Wow, that's a that's a big question. All right, so I've always been in business. You know, I work in I work in banking, I work in finance and stuff. And, I mean, in my company, the company I work for and we're going to a shout-out, um, KCL Capital Market Brokers Limited, shout-out to my brother, Lisa, Omelade, um, and the whole team there. We we focus on like small and medium sized businesses. So what we do, we take small businesses and help them grow. So for instance, I, I don't know, well, you've been in Trinidad a few times. So you'll, you've been to the IMAX, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. All right. So we actually did the initial financing for that couple, you know, a husband and wife team, a, a black husband and wife team in 2011. And you see where they are now right now. They, they went from one screen to like six, seven screens.
1: Wow.
0: You know, just because we,
1: IMAX screens.
0: Yeah. Wow. When IMAX and then they have that luxury cinema, then they are upstairs that they have a 4DX cinema where they shake you up, and they wet you and everything. Oh
1: my goodness. That, that sounds y- like wo- way too much fun. <laughs> no, that's no,
0: no, well I haven't I haven't been to the Four DX's yet, but I, really I hear it's really excited. I hear you and it gets you all sweaty and everything.
2: Mm. <laughs> so they're real creative uh entrepreneurs. I love it.
0: No, listen, all entrepreneurs really and truly are creatives. I would say. Because when, how entrepreneurship really starts is because you you see a gap, you see a problem, and you try to solve it, right? And to solve that problem, you have to tap into your creativity. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you might you might borrow from your technical skills, from your education or what have you, but it's that creative thinking that gets you into that problem-solving mode and then to actually implement and find a way to build a team to... Um, map out your processes or whatever, and actually get going. Because the hardest part is to actually get going. Mm,
1: true,
0: good point. Most so, definitely.
2: When you're talking with the other ar- entrepreneurs across the Caribbean, how how do you how do you decide who you're going to talk to?
0: Oh, okay. So I think about so I I try to cater for international listenership as well. So I'm not I'm, I try not to do people who are too local in who they target. I look for people who I think will speak well, who have a, who have something to say, right, and who have, a, have an interesting story. Because stories, really, these sense a piece of everything, right? No matter what. And you know, and you know, Cedrine, so you're from the Caribbean, Mimi, you're from the Caribbean. Um, you got Caribbean friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Caribbean <laughs> people. Who he's,
0: from
1: he's from Caribbean Jamaica. He's from Jamaica. Friends.
0: Wait, wait, and wait, wait. <laughs> I didn't pick up the accent, wait. bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> he but, was, he's he's, a, he's a, a Jamaican Brit. He was
1: born in Britain, but uh, grew up in Jamaica. (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) I love that Caribbean friends. I I love how you bring that Jamaican accent to the forefront. I I love that. (laughs) So really and truly Caribbean people are storytellers from history, right? And I just like to bring that to the forefront. I think stories is the best way to sell anything, to to convince people of anything. It's just... It's just the best medium of anything. So whether you're shooting films, you're recording podcasts, you're, you're giving a keynote speech is really, is really about these stories that you tell.
2: Excellent, excellent. And it really comes across in your podcast, I find, that I, I'm really hooked on the story. Most yeah. definitely.
1: You know how in the past, like in the 80s or whatever, it was all about sex. Sex sells. You say the word sex, and everybody's, like, going to come a-running. Mm-hmm. Now it the word is really story. Story is sexy. Mm-hmm story sells, and everyone's looking for content, and everyone's looking to tell their stories. What I really, really adore about your podcast is the fact that you allow your guests to tell their story. Yeah. And um, you're telling us your story. Yeah. So we might be following well in your footsteps.
0: You know, know, it's funny you say that because, yeah, I I always. I don't need to be the smartest person in the room. I don't need to be the person speaking the most. For me, my job is to bring it out to them to make them feel comfortable. Make them because a lot of the times, most of these guys are people who are speaking who are telling a story of being interviewed for the first time. Mm. So, I mean, we, we sit on the couch and you'll see the videos, Adrina. We sit on the couch, you might drink a little bit of rum, you try to get that rum sponsorship, but just, just a, a little, little bit. Was <laughs> of... that? Just a little bit of rum. <laughs> no, well, a good bit, a good yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but enough, you know, to be, I mean, they still have to get home safely. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so it's, it's really about bring, making them comfortable so that they could tell their stories in a way that engages the listeners so we could have Adrena listening every week.
2: Every week. <laughs>
0: and I appreciate you, Adrena. Oh,
2: thank you. I appreciate listening. It, it it really it keeps me company
0: too. Um, uh, can I ask a question? Mm? Um, do
3: you have a lot of competition in in Trinidad or in the Caribbean in terms of what you're doing?
0: No, see when you say the word competition, right? Mm. See, I think if everybody has a has the same goal, is really and truly we're all collaborating, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, yeah, there there's another podcast, but it's not really like entrepreneurship podcast. It's, mm. it's a podcast on and let's say career development. Okay. You know, so this is, um, and I'll give him a shout out. Um, it's Joel Mington. The name of his podcast is Caribbean Mentors. Mm-hmm. So he's interviewed a lot of the C-level people throughout businesses. So I'm talking about the CEO of Neil and Massey, which is one of the biggest conglomerates. He's interviewed, um, he's interviewed Anya Yongchi, you mm-hmm. know, winner of Project Runway and everything. He's interviewed a lot of, a lot of headline, headline folks, you mm-hmm. know, and really truly see, because podcasting is so, it's so nascent in the Caribbean. It's so it's, it's now up and coming. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I I'm, I get excited when I see new podcasts jumping up, you know. So mm-hmm. just the other day, I saw this um what's it, big box of crayons, yes. you know, <laughs> a, a podcast on <laughs> creatives and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm glad when I see that, you know. And when yeah. people reach out to me and say, Kevin, I want to start a podcast. Can you help me? So I, I'm glad to help. You know, I don't really see it as competition because, I mean, you can listen to me, then you can listen to somebody else.
1: You know. This is true. Just, Glad you said still, that. listen to me, please. Yes. And then, <laughs> still listen to you. Yes. So there's this. There, I I feel like there's this huge resurgence of radio, and um, because podcasting is that a bit of listening and storytelling, and and of course, being on the radio um, goes that way. Adrena and I are, are, are filmmakers, long long time um, yes, working yes. in film, and. This way of telling the story and doing it live and having this um, interaction with people that people can actually pick on, up on through the ears is very, very different style of storytelling than making a video about it and then posting it loving, lovingly for everyone to see. Because you know, you get you 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 get twenty calls and things go haywire and um the story changes um instantly right there how do you deal with that um for you as a as a podcaster um in deciding who's who's gonna come on how do you deal with uh i have too many people coming on uh today or i and you or only, the,
2: s- or the unexpected, like yeah, the unexpected the didn't go exactly as she thought it was going
0: to. go. Oh well, see, I well, I schedule my interviews myself, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I mean, when I started off, it would have been me reaching out to people. So I reached. So initially, it would have been people I knew in my immediate network, people I know I could have a nice, long, comfortable conversation with. Because um, truth be told, I was a little bit nervous at first, <laughs> 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 you know. But um, as I did more and more. Like every interview I did, I got a high. I was like, wow, this is, this is great, you know? And it'll be no problem for me to stay up and edit that and get it out and go sleep for three hours. Like, I, like that high, that feeling that you, that you did something and put something out there is just, was just enough to carry me forward, you know? So, um, in terms of scheduling, yeah, I mean, I keep that schedule. I use the Outlook calendar and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I decide maybe about three guests ahead who, who I want, what kind of story, what kind of story I want to tell, you know, how I want to focus each season. So the last season I had a lot of coaches. I recently started to, <laughs> to embrace the, the, um, the field of coaching. Before that, I was like, coaching, you know, but then I started getting coaching myself. I was like, wow. It's amazing. I, I get to talk about myself <laughs> to somebody who will listen for a whole lot. And it's like, I nail, I nail, you know, help me be a better me. You know, I love that. You know, so, yeah, that's how I pick the, pick the people. But I can't, I can't it wouldn't be me if I didn't ask a question myself, right? Okay. So you, so you mentioned your, you, you do your radio show and everything, but mm-hmm. you don't do any video. Is there a reason that you don't do any video?
1: You know, <laughs> this is going to be. He, th- this is part of this story. I am. Um, I'm a filmmaker. I'm an educator, and I'm a radio show host, and I'm a wife, and sometimes a journalist, and sometimes a photographer, and a mother, and a mother, right. and um, it's it's overwhelming to. Um, To do everything and also turn on the camera on myself because I hate that. Oh. I hate being in front of the camera. I love being behind the camera. I will turn the camera on you with a quickness um, and on a- any uh, all, any one of my subjects <laughs> because they have their picture profiles, uh, all of your picture profiles. As a matter of fact, my partner, um, one of my partners, Talia Grimes, one of our partners, uh, she says I take way too many pictures of her. Um, but, you know, the, I... Uh, I, th- I think that that's the problem that I see with myself is like, I can't do everything. And uh, I can't be a filmmaker and be on the air at the same time, if that makes any sense. Okay. So, uh, Adrena? Right? Well,
2: you know, what I've been noticing, though, if we talk about our connections throughout the diaspora, that it seems in the Caribbean that is a trend, and as. Um, as a preference to have video, like IG Live and Facebook Live, is huge. Where I think here, at least in DC or the US, we're we're just getting there. Mm-hmm. Do you notice that? In terms
0: yeah. That? So the um, Caribbean people as a whole, they're they're generally more visual. it's still it's still more visual and less um, audio. I can't remember what's the big word for that. And so <laughs> why, why 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 I do some video? <laughs> Maybe are you doing some are you doing video right now? Maybe? I'm trying,
1: you know, I'm trying to figure it out.
0: <laughs> so why I was saying to do videos that you be able to reach those new audiences. Because a lot of people a lot of people in Crimson be like, So what's a podcast? What's this? I mean, I got, where do I find this? On your website, you know. So to to bring them onto that platform, they say, Wait, no, Kevin, I'm not seeing you. Well, you know? Mm-hmm. So to bring to bring them into that, you kind of ease them in. So you bring you put your little video and of and I mean I used to suck at video, huh? You know, I, I just got a little tripod. I got a, a, a slightly better phone mm-hmm. and everything. And I, I try to do a light in any cabin. But, you know, I try to, I try to do what I can. You it, know?
2: it works. It works. <laughs> um, so speaking of, of, of also trends, what, what would you say, and you from Trinidad, mm-hmm. um, what is the most unique about Trinidad and Tobago's creatives?
0: Ooh, you're not, in you're all
2: of your, 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 your catalog of interviews, have you found anything?
0: As unique uh, as opposed to other creators mm-hmm. in the Caribbean,
2: yeah. And you can talk about the other islands as well because I remember you went to Barbados, you were on location,
0: yeah. In yeah. Barbados,
2: and have anywhere else have you been on location?
0: Um, I did an interview in Toronto. Oh, that's You that's right. like that one, TEDx, yes, mm-hmm. with, with Keita Deming, yeah. Um, difference between Trinidad and Tobago creatives and, and other, um, Caribbean creatives. I, I can't say that I could think of any particular differences. I mean, yeah, maybe the Trinidadian creatives will have a more, v- um, varied background in terms of just because of that cultural mix, that racial mix mm-hmm. within any country. So maybe from that they are able to borrow from that. But to say in terms of their execution and their, their bravery, their boldness and their, their idealism, I wouldn't say is that much different. You know what I would say? Maybe the, the Jamaican guys—they're a little they're more, they're more aggressive. They're—they're—they're they're, they're, they're more gutsy, you know. But I guess that's just how their culture, right? Culturally. You know? <laughs> so
1: I figured it out, uh, and we're live on the Timber Republic Facebook. All right. Page. <laughs> Let me look at that. Right there on the spot. Right really there on, creative, the spot. on the spot. I was trying to be such a. I was trying to be such a perfectionist and turning. You know, I have this thing about turning the camera this way, and it's all of a sudden said to me, "Do not rotate your phone what? while going live. You can't rotate your phone. I don't like that iPhone." <laughs>
2: <laughs> so uh, and also tell us, what's you have any breaking news? What's next? What's breaking the next uh, series? Um, Episodes or uh, season?
0: Okay, so season five may come out. Let's say maybe it's like October. Or so I have a big exam in September, so I try to try and focus for the next few months. And I'm also working with our our holding company, Become Investable. You know, so we'd have done some um, video interviews to Become Investable with some industry leaders, trying to give people that business financing and intelligence and how to optimize their businesses to generate sustainable wealth to attract investors, you know. So, yeah, we've been busy working on that. We're working on a product where they become investable team, We're working feverishly on that. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of Caribbean Power Lunch, I'm interviewing, a, I'm interviewing a, a friend of mine. Today's Wednesday. Yeah, no, today's Tuesday. I'm interviewing a friend of mine on Thursday in Maryland, actually. Mm. You know, I, I it's like I cannot go anywhere without doing it. On location <laughs> in
2: yeah, Maryland. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that yeah. Caribbean Collaborative. Mm-hmm. We'll get back to that. Yeah, man.
0: This is a this is a gentleman from the Caribbean who migrated up here. He got married in Jamaica a while ago. So he has a child up here and everything. And he started a business up here in twenty sixteen, doing great work. Doing great work. So I'm looking forward to that interview. Maybe I'll release some teaser just because you are a side <laughs> <laughs> I
2: have a
0: question. Yes, um, sir. In
3: you know, I'm not that familiar with the business community in in Trinidad, are you seeing a lot of women?
0: Oh yeah. As, as entrepreneurs
3: and business people?
0: Oh yeah. Oh listen, I'll tell you. I think more than fifty percent of the people I interview are women. You know, and just, just, and it's funny, it's funny you ask that because just the other day we had International Women's Day, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, we had a, a Jamaican podcaster. I I'm not putting him on a blast, you know? Big, look this up. But, um, yeah, yeah. but I see him mention that out of the, how many interviews he did? Maybe about 30 interviews or so. I see him posting that a hey, six or eight of them were women. I was like, oh word because mm. for, for me like he, I, so I just did a season of, and he was proud of that right <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know 30 some percent or less um, a woman for me maybe 50 some percent more a woman and, and as I, to me it's like a, it's a, a secondary thought you know i'm just looking I'm just looking for people with good stories to tell, you know, mm. but funny enough also is that most of the women you bring on the show they are that whole woman empowerment drive, yeah you know it's always a part of their story, it's always a part of their pitch, mm. so I find that well, very interesting It's funny because I'm a journalist mm-hmm. and I talk
3: to my colleagues and they'll write dozens of stories and never think I should include a woman, really, yeah. And so what I do, every time I do a story, if I talk to four people, two are women. Right. If I talk to 12 people, six are women. And people are like, oh, my God. And I'm like, why is that so strange?
0: But is, but is that intentional? Is, that it's, something?
3: is it's intentional. Okay. Because, you know, I understand that the, the weird thing for me is that you have black people, black men, who will complain about the man keeping his boot in your neck. Wow. But they won't give women an opportunity or they don't see the need to give women an opportunity, so it is intentional. Because for me, they are fifty percent of who we are, and they're not getting. Women are not getting as much of an as much exposure as they need to. So that's my job.
0: Hey, you know, listen to Caribbean <laughs> Power Lunch, bro. Yeah,
3: I am. I listen to the one with the the TEDx guy, and okay. I was like, damn, I like that. Yeah, but I I'm, I'll, I'll listen to more.
0: Yeah, man, listen to yeah. more. They have a lot of women for you to okay. listen to. All right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and since he's got to go home with a woman, he'd be alright. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. hey, but you were actually no. I I have to. I definitely got to give you credit because I was always surprised when he would call me and ask me for commentary, and I was like. That's, that's really nice that he called and asked me for commentary because, you know, I'm not really, haven't really been featured in articles and stuff like that be, before I have, but not in that way on a continuous and constant, um, basis. And now I get that far more than I have in the past. And for me, the, the, entrepreneurship of women is something I grew up with and I believe that in Trinidad just like the Adrena when you took me to the um, to the thing from the embassy mm-hmm.
2: the Women's, we had our International Women's Day event put on by the Trinidad Embassy oh nice
1: yeah shout out Trinidad Embassy um, All right. that was uh, a really powerful um, powerful introduction to The female entrepreneurs in Trinidad Mm -hmm. and Uh, here and and here Mm -hmm. Uh, this this back and forth conversation that really made a whole lot of sense about things like um, the maternal um, survival rate and um, the need for medical um, medical attention that actually listens. Um, you know, type of, mm-hmm. type of thing because it's a crisis. Read in, my story next week. I, <laughs> uh, I know. Week. <laughs> uh, it's a crisis in this country. I don't know about um, in Trinidad and other, sp- other places, but I do know that it's a crisis. Uh, maternal health and even reproductive health here in the United States, you could end up in the hospital for something reproductive and not leave that hospital.
3: Well, the thing um, they, they've they've been they've been saying for a while that a child born in Havana stands a better chance of making it to age five than a child born in Harlem. Jesus, that's how bad it is. Are you serious? That, yeah, the United States has the worst maternal mortality rate in the world. They said so, you. and you
0: you're in you're in is <laughs> <laughs> like, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, I'm not on the show so, so she's so, being
1: yeah, an observer today yeah,
0: so so it's
3: it's an issue, it's an issue and and now you know legislatively and a bunch of other um groups, women's groups and individuals are are beginning to force this country and the lawmakers to focus on
1: yep, yep, well, yep, most well,
3: that's,
0: definitely that's crazy.
1: Uh, Victor, shall we go to some music to give us a little moment to uh, see where else we want to take this conversation? This power lunch, yes,
0: Caribbean <laughs> power lunch.
1: Caribbean power lunch arrives at Timba Republic, <laughs> and we are back with Kevin Valley, Adrina Eiffel, Barrington Salmon, Aquila, and me.
0: Hey. Welcome. Hey. 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 What
2: up? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, we were talking with Kevin and you were starting to tell us about how Caribbean podcast uh, Caribbean Power, Power Lunch, Lunch podcast, podcast started. Mm-hmm. Please continue.
0: Right. Yes. So, yes, yeah, so, yeah, so I was telling you I was looking in the in the kind of SME space, the small and medium-sized enterprises, right? <laughs> and the year was, was 2017. It was, this is the wake up call to me. Anthony Boudin, from parts unknown, he did a show in Trinidad. Mm. And he was brought, he was brought down to, to film his experiences here, right? Anybody who doesn't know Anthony Boudin, he, well, he was a world class chef. He traveled around, he will, um, capturing his experiences around there, talking about the country's culture, their food, of course, and documented it in a nice 45 minute format. So he came to Trinidad and Tobago to do the same. And, well, you know, Trinidad and Tobago has, has different um, racial classes and everything. So you have the blacks, the Indians, the Syrians, the Chinese, everybody, right? It's a nice big melting pot. Like, it's the definition of melting pot. Okay. So he was with the Syrian, the Syrian family. And now the Syrian family, they were able to build an empire, a, a wealth-generating empire, just from, like, the third, three generations ago, when one man came down here, bought a cloth just to sell door-to-door. And from there, just business after business. And so they built an entire conglomerate, right? So they've be- they become like the wealthiest family, the wealthiest wealthiest class in in Chennai and Tobago. So they were on their-, on their yacht, just entertaining Mr. Boudin and everything. And-, <laughs> and they were telling him, hey, we are less than 1% of the population and we control so much of the wealth. And when that happened, everybody took to the Facebook, they took to the social media and they're so upset, they're so pissed. And to me, I'm like, why are you, why are you mad? It's true. They didn't, they didn't lie. I mean, it's unfortunate that, that 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 footage is what what made it to the screen. I mean, I mean, I mm-hmm. understand why, just for the sake of controversy and everything, right? And I wasn't mad. I mean, I used to work, I used to work for the um, for the Syrian family and everything in banking before I started working with with my brother and my sister and team. And I, so I got I got that appreciation for how for how their business run. Right? And what I also noticed is that, okay, so while they're the wealthiest family, right, so I remember one of them, they, they had their Range Rover parked downstairs and everything, and they were actually raising a raffle. They were looking for donations for, for was it a Syrian Lebanese fund, right? So I'm like, but well, you guys have all this money. What are you what are you raising like what are you, what are you raising money to do? Are you looking to buy what are you trying trying to do? Are you trying to buy a boat, or another boat? Like what is it? But the thing was that there was there was no shame. There was there's no like there was like, hey, yeah, we're raising money for this. Hey, buy buy a ticket, twenty dollars. And to me that was that was really interesting to me. And I was like, All right, when you look at and Tobago in particular, let's talk about and Tobago for now. Right? So we're about 45 percent black 45 percent east indian the rest is mix of chinese and or, or what else have you right the eastern community they're very they're very close Night. it's it's culturally they they support each other it's ingrained in them when you look at the syrians and the whites of course you know and i, grou- I, I see i'm grouping the syrians anyways because it, it, it's pretty similar you know they their children know they're okay they're ch- the, the children are born okay when you look at the, at the black community it's it's a kind of individualistic kind of vibe. It's kind of it's me for me, you know. I'm not like those other blacks doing that or okay, giving causing trouble across there, you know. I'm I'm here. I'm middle class. I'm I'm studying. I'm progressing myself. But really, actually, that's part of us too,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know. And so, to me, it is like a culmination of all of these things. It's like, wait, no, why isn't anybody celebrating? Black achievement, right? I mean, this is not to say, like, hey, I have a problem with anybody else, you know? Mm-hmm. Of course, I mean, you grew up in Trinidad, you're friends with everybody, right? But why isn't anybody highlighting what is happening here? Mm-hmm. So I said, hey, well, let me, let me try this. Let me let me conceptualize this. And, and at first, I was thinking, all right, let me do it as a blog. Let me do it in written format. Mm-hmm. But then I read a story on a – I read an interview – um on a business I actually ended up interviewing. I was like no nah, no way I'm going to want to write this every week. No way I want to read this every <laughs> week. All right. I'm done with that. All right. And so it's my cousin another podcaster. My my cousin and his friends had a podcast called Caribbean Rum Club. You know, and you see, you know, I like that, right? You know, you know I like that.
1: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, we all like that. Right? You know,
0: it was, it was, it was, it was more of a, a chat cast, you know, where there's a kind of unstructured kind of chat mm-hmm. rather than a, say, a, a hardcore focus interview. But it was, it was fun. The guests would come, they, they drink a different rum, they talk about the different rum and everything. And, they ha- and they're having a good time. It was like, mm-hmm. hey. Hey. Well, how, hey. You know? <laughs> how about I thought how about I start a podcast too? Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I again I call I call my friends and say, I wanna start I wanna start this podcast. And when I started telling people, hey, I wanna start a podcast featuring black owned businesses, if you say it in public they'll look around and say, like, Black businesses?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That that's a that that's the I love where you are with that. Because it's far more prevalent than you think it would be here in the United States. Black Trinidadians, black West Indians on a whole, they always have that that entrepreneurial spirit going on. My mother used to buy clothes here. And because my father worked for Eastern, she was like, I have my flight ready. I could pick up my road and go and sell these clothes in venezuela in trinidad in puerto rico in wherever it was that she was coming because she was coming with clothes from foreign yeah and i mean directly like she would go into the garment district in miami and buy a whole set of clothes in a bunch of different sizes and come back uh suitcase empty as t- sometimes without the suitcase because the people like the suitcase too and they buy the suitcase from it
0: oh, sure.
1: so you know th- that's what <laughs> wow. i grew up, that's, that's what i grew up with okay. you know there was an an entrepreneur born you caribbean you come here from from the the way way family to to um i don't know to adrena eiffel and mimi machado lucas and barrington salmon we're all business owners and we're all have this caribbean base and what is so weird is to hear that the black entrepreneurs are not celebrated like you because to us your show is normal. This is great. Yay. Mm-hmm. Finally, somebody's doing this ab- about this. But to have you say that people in Trinidad turn around and look at you strangely about it is very foreign. Is foreign to me.
0: But one, <laughs> other, one other thing. Sorry. No, I just wanted to add yeah. one other thing. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the morning I launched, I was a little apprehensive. Okay. But, you know, the, the, first, the first person to, to share the podcast, the first person to stop well when the first people to stop me and you room and say, Kevin, well I like that. When the first people to email me and reach out to say, Kevin, I listen to your podcast, I really like it. Um can you give me some advice and stuff? All three of these not were not black people. Mm. you know? This is nice. I, I, and I would add to that by saying that it's
3: interesting to me mm-hmm. to see to you know to listen to to certain black people. It's almost like they're they're apologetic about who they are Mm -hmm. and it's like don't talk too loud type of deal and I did a story um, at least four years ago now and one of I spoke to uh, an Akan priest and she said the biggest problem that she sees with black people here in particular is that we live in this sense of with this sense of fear afraid of offending certain people Afraid of being too outspoken, afraid of saying things that might might block them from getting the ability to adv- the opportunity to advance and stuff. So
0: maybe that's the same thing in Trinidad. I don't know. Yeah, I mean it might, might be a worldwide thing. You know, mm-hmm. people want to kind of calm down their blackness. Yeah, yeah. But but- I
2: guess it you know it goes back to the unapologetically black mm-hmm. and also the hashtag Black Excellence mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that it is not. It is inherently inclusive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And not to, you know, be separatist, but it is yeah. nice to celebrate, yet also, you know, join in or um, welcome or be part of. Right.
0: You know?
3: And unfortunately, a lot of times when you when you say that you're unapologetic black, they think it's anti-white mm-hmm. or anti-something. Mm-hmm. So, so those of us who live in this sphere
0: have to constantly reassure certain people. <laughs> yeah, it goes back to what I was saying earlier, where, you know, Competition keep people keep yeah. thinking competition competition mm-hmm. zero sum game, mm-hmm. but really and truly we we could all lift each other up we could all yeah. help each other yeah. advance Because if if you just have a goal of a shared goal of progress, mm-hmm. everybody can help each other and <laughs> and there'd be a bigger pie for everybody for everybody to get peace of, yeah, but i you know when I ask a question about competition
3: it it's like you know for me if you're in a particular. Environment, business environment. Competition is good.
1: Yeah. Because and, if you, if you, that's basically what he, what he answered. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. And yeah.
3: and I love that you, you don't have no problem naming the names of people who mm. are also doing it because you have certain people who would be like, well, we're not calling nobody else' name. I just want it for myself type of deal. Yeah. So I do applaud you for that because we, we can't, we have got to get rid of this idea of zero sum. And stop thinking that the pie is only so big. And there's, in, there's
0: more than enough for all of us. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you, like those people who think that it's just about them winning, mm. they may win this year, but they're losing life. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so my last question for you is, who is your next dream guest? My, would, my, my, who's your... My dream guest. Yes. I'm just, I'm like my your wish list. Your dinner party wish list. Who would that be? See my, your lunch my, list.
0: My favorite lunch guy right wish now wish <laughs> is Robert Smith. Mm. You guys familiar oh. you know, Robert Smith? Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, yeah, you must you be know, familiar with
1: I know somebody who is... This close. You are six degrees of separation. Warren Shad, you're getting a phone call this afternoon.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I'm here. We're going to talk. Because I, I would love.
1: You know. Caribbean oh, Collaborative is oh. happening right here, right now. Right here, right now. <laughs> now Carrie Festa, here we come. Yes, yes It would
0: be my dream to sit down across the room for Robert Smith and pick his brain. Like, so even before he gave um, those serious was all that money. Yeah. But when I, when I saw him do that, I looked at it I was like, wow. If one day I could do that for somebody, like. Mm. I, I Say, if, if, say when? Sorry. Don't say if, say, say when. when. Amen, bro. Thoughts yeah. of things, bruh. That's
3: All a right. thing. Because yeah, right. mm-hmm. you
1: will do this. That that you will do. Because as soon as I saw it, I said, I said, oh, you know what? I'm doing the same thing Speaking. immediately. Because that's the How one thing not? that we lack. Yeah. Is that that that's the only thing that we're lacking. And we're not lacking in talent. We're not lacking in knowledge. We're not lacking in this rich, beautiful, wonderful history that we have. We're not lacking in any of those things. The only thing that happens that, that can stop us is we might be lacking in opportunities. And that's what that man did for those, those graduates from Morehouse, which yeah.
0: the was irony, amazing. That was phenomenal. The
3: irony is that it's 400 students. Forty million dollars debt. Mm-hmm. That's what blew my mind.
0: Go on.
1: I know because yeah, what is th- that? Means that each of them have at least, on an average, how much? A lot. A hundred thousand. A couple hundred
2: thousand <laughs> <laughs> dollars. Yeah, yeah,
0: a couple hundred thousand. And listen, he's going to get that money back you know. Oh, you oh, know yeah. it. He's he going to get But even
2: more, most importantly, having them not only have the debt wiped out, but Understanding how to be fiscally responsible
1: going
3: forward. Thank you, and so paying that it is forward. What I'm,
1: I'm hoping the most.
2: And for.
3: paying it forward. And paying, and
1: paying it forward. Yeah. It's a, it, it's it's exactly right. Where when we are faced with the things that we are faced with in this country as Black people um, on a continuous and constant basis since. Um, the imposter has been living in the White House. There has been this attack on my um, my income. That is everything gone up. I I can't buy um, gra- just grapes. I mean, really, just grapes. Grapes cost like six ninety nine a pound.
0: He came for a grapes I saw seventy. Uh, he came for my grapes.
3: Yeah, because I mean, all the I'm people used mad. to all the people black used to pick fruits and vegetables, they're not picking it anymore. And Americans aren't picking it. So prices of fruits and vegetables have gone up 40%. So 40% since we started this thing on the southern border. Oh, gosh.
1: Yeah. And your vegetables are becoming far more GMO vegetables than they are real vegetables. And your hospital prices and your whatever... um, whatever it it, everything costs more even utilities cost more my electric bill is at least 40% more than it used to be uh, b- yeah. three years ago Yeah, quite honestly and three years ago it was ridiculous
3: and they say it's our fault mm-hmm. why they say it's your fault? because they say you use too much electricity <laughs> that's what they say they <laughs> have a piece of paper that says you, you are using 80% more electricity than anybody else in your neighborhood.
0: What's that? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> they tell us that all the time. <laughs> okay,
0: no, and time it's,
1: it's not green. 80%. It's 280% <laughs> more. Yeah. Hmm. The other day I just got like a, 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 a thing from the electric company saying, you are using 214% more than the rest, similar homes in your neighborhood. Okay.
0: Thank wow. you. What are you, what are
1: you doing? Nothing different. Nothing different. Mm. It's really amazing. Mm-hmm. I feel singled out here Pepco. <laughs> Y'all better leave me alone. That's profound. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm going to be all right.
0: So, Barrington, I mean, yes, I don't sir. know if you have time for this question, but mm-hmm. during the break, you're saying that you, you have a Frederick Street story. Yes. That's <laughs> your you want you wanted to share with us. I went to,
3: to Trinidad when I was 17. Mm-hmm. We have school challenge, which is like a Jeopardy type competition among high schools we won in 75 we spent a month in trinidad we lived at saint augustine campus and someone said you need to go to frederick street man so i went to frederick street and i almost never left (laughs) (laughs) because i'm walking i'm like oh my god look at look at i was asking women what they were (laughs) because there were so many different contrasts i mean I was like, I lost my mind.
2: <laughs> oh my God.
3: <laughs> so I spent about three quarter of the time I was in Trinidad on Frederick Street. <laughs>
0: so I have very fond memories. All right. <laughs> and that's not how I expected it. Sorry, story to go, but.
1: Right. <laughs> live radio. There it is. Live, live radio. That's what you get from Barrington. Where are the girls at?
3: <laughs> and the good thing is, they didn't have to beat me. <laughs> or do a seven second delay. So <laughs> So we good. I'm uh, proud
1: of you, puppy. I'm proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> so um oh, why are you here?
0: Oh. Well um, it's my first time. Mm-hmm. Um, visiting friends, family. My niece. I have to beg of my niece. My mm-hmm. niece, Kyra. She's actually getting a thirty under thirty award. Congratulations! Wow! Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. congratulations!
1: Fantastic! That's
0: yes, Kyra Valley. I'm very proud of you. Hmm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, just me and having a good time. Lyman with tequila. Okay. With that, two seconds. Okay.
1: So, um, thank you, Kevin Valley. I want to invite you back whenever you.
0: All right. Thanks a lot, Mimi. Podcast World, there you have it. Round the Calabash with Kevin Valley, Me. Subscribe to Caribbean Power Lunch at CaribbeanPowerLunch.com slash subscribe. Check us out on CastBox, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And with that, Podcast World, DC, DMV, we are out. All right. Thanks a lot, Mimi. Podcast World, there you have it. Round the Calabash with Kevin Valley, Me. Subscribe to Caribbean Power Lunch at CaribbeanPowerLunch.com slash subscribe. Check us out on CastBox, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, wherever you listen to your podcasts. And with that, Podcast World, DC, DMV, we are out.